0: From the Tulsa world, this is the OSU Sports Extra podcast, sponsored by Albert G's Barbecue. Here are your hosts, Dean Rule and Jawan Lee. Folks, coming at you again with a post-game OSU Sports Extra podcast. Uh, Another great little breakdown, uh, instant reaction, if you will, on this game, and for you for you fanatics out there who are watching this at like 2 a.m. Uh, on Saturday morning, you're crazy. Get some sleep. But I know most of you are probably tuning in around 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. So good morning to everybody who's listening then. Um, quite the game that just went down at Boone Pickens Stadium. You know. It's a Friday night game, but it felt straight out of the Friday night lights script. Uh, OSU, big time. Double-digit dogs in this game, but they find a way to pull it off. They win 29-21 against Kansas State. Suddenly, after two pretty rough losses, OSU suddenly... Seems to have the train back on its tracks. Uh, So there's a ton to get to in this game. There's a ton to break down. We're probably not going to fit it all into this episode. Me and Juwan uh, will be back at you Tuesday, as always. And and we'll have a lot more from this game to break down. But I'm going to kind of hit you with my initial thoughts. Because I know on Thursday... I thought it would be a close game. I, think I I think my final score was like 34 to 31 was my prediction, uh but I still expected the Wildcats to pull it off. But instead, it's the Cowboys out of nowhere that look like a competent football team. So, I'll break it down like this. I think on Thursday I said there there are three aspects that you would probably want to see OSU improve the most in, and I think would give them the best chance to to pull off this upset, which they did. Uh the first of those was improvement on the defensive side. I think you could probably make the case Iowa State was OSU's worst defensive game. I'd probably listen. I'd probably listen if you wanted to argue another game, but um, I think I'd go with Iowa State had been the, the worst outing for Brian Nardo's defense. But I think the best outing this defense has had uh, would be this game, this Kansas State game. And it comes at such an interesting time because OSU was at Lyric Rawls was out. He was not going to play. You know, he, he shared a photo of his knee in a brace and he was in a wheelchair. He just had surgery. Um, he shared that Thursday night. So his his status is still kind of up in the air, if he even can return this season. Based on the picture you showed, uh, I would say he might be out for a little bit longer. So you knew he wasn't going to play. And then Justin Wright, OSU's veteran linebacker that they brought in from Tulsa, also out. Not just for the game, for the season. So there's two. I don't know if we want to call Lear Crawls a veteran just yet, but an upperclassman and a veteran out of the lineup. Uh and so that that kind of sets up Cameron Epps again to to fill in for Lyric Crawls. And I think it's safe to say Cameron Epps struggled against Iowa State. That was his first career start. There were some some broken coverages, some busted plays. Um that kind of allowed Iowa State to, to hit some home runs. And it wasn't completely on him. I think OSU's secondary as a whole really struggled against the Cyclones. But against Kansas State, those problems were cleaned up, right? Uh, Cameron Epps, he they targeted him. They targeted him. And he made some big plays, some big breakups. He intercepted, you know, I think the interceptions are what's going to leap out at most people because he, he walked away with two. And then, um, but he, he played great, and I think beyond just the interceptions, which is what everybody's going to talk about, rightfully so, I think his best play was, was either in the second quarter or the third quarter. But there's a pass to Garrett Oakley. Will Howard, the Kansas State quarterback, throws a pass down the middle of the field to to Garrett Oakley. And Cameron App comes up and he puts down a big time hit. And they threw a flag. Uh it looked like he might have been called for targeting. And if he got ejected, that really would have hurt OSU secondary. But they go back, they look at it. No targeting, no penalty. Um, which was probably the right call. It looked like he he more brought his forearms out and and just laid a big time hit. I think that was the best play Cameron App's made all night. Um and so you got a younger Cameron Epps. He's filling in for Lear Crawls and he struggled against Iowa State, but he plays a lights out game against Kansas State. And then Justin Wright, he's not playing. Now he's been injured. He's, he's missed, um, most of the, the first five games, but he came back a little bit against Iowa State and it looked like he was kind of on that, that road to getting back into the rotation. But now his season is shut down. He, he, Uh, announced on Twitter, he's not playing the rest of the year. He's going to medically redshirt. And so in his place, Nicholas Martin, a redshirt sophomore, he's taken the bulk of those snaps now. And what does he do? 17 tackles. A sack. Two tackle, two and a half tackles for loss. Oh, and also an interception. So uh, I think... When you look at this Kansas State offense, you know, I think they were 6th in the country in 3rd down conversions, they're 14th in scoring, or, okay, here we go, 8th in the country in 3rd down conversion percentage, 14th in the country in scoring offense, and 15th in the country in total offense. And OSU is able to shut them down. Will Howard struggled 15 of 34 for 152 yards, completing just 44% of his passes. And he's, you know, he's been solid for them. Uh, DJ Giddens, their running back who scored four touchdowns and ran for 207 yards against Central Florida uh, two weeks ago, he gets held to just 64 yards on 16 attempts. So that was one of the first things I kind of outlined. Like, this is where, you know, if you wanted to be the ultimate optimist going into this game, this would have been, you you probably would have needed to see major improvement on the defensive side. OSU did that. I think this was the most complete game that they played. And I even asked Brian Nardo, uh, OSU's defensive coordinator, after the game. I said, this kind of feels like the most complete game you you guys have played, right? Because, you know, missed tackles seem to kind of be the story on OSU's defense the first two games, and then busted coverages seem to be the story of the next two games. But this game, that all kind of seemed to be cleaned up, and there were probably some things um, they still say hey, these need to be worked on. You know, Will Howard broke a, a 71-yard run that was a touchdown and got called back eventually turned into a touchdown, but point being, Overshoes defense played lights out. I think, you know, if you wanted to tell me that was excellent defensive play, I would not argue with you at all. The second thing, the second of the three things I outlined, if, you know, ultimate optimist, you got to see improvement on the offensive line. And they were going up against some Kansas State guys that are dudes that are talented on that Kansas State defensive line. And I think OSU's offensive line kind of answered the call there. They were able to create space for OSU's running backs. Ollie Gordon, 136 rushing yards, a touchdown, averaging 6.5 yards per carry. That's what you wanted to see out of him. As a team, 4.4 yards per rush, they attempted 40 runs. That's gonna win. That's gonna win football games. <laughs> like point blank, that is going to win you a football game. Uh, and and I think a lot of that goes to the offensive line. And I think they used their their tight ends and their fullbacks to the best potential they had, if that makes sense. Like they used the tight end and the fullback in the capacity that they felt like they talked about for a lot. Now it was finally executed, and I think this shows you. When everything's firing on all cylinders, here's what OSU's run game is capable of. And then the third thing I kind of outlined was Alan Bowman kind of needs to have the best game of his OSU career. And I I know it's all, I'm aware that's only five games, but you really need to see a competent, complete game from Alan Bowman. And I think for the most part, they got, I don't think this, statistics really jump out. Um, For Alan Bowman, he completed 19 passes for 35 yards, 235, or 19 passes on 35 attempts for 235 yards, no touchdown passes, no interceptions, 54% completion rate, which is 1% better than what he did against Iowa State. So So I think that those don't really stand out, but I think he just wasn't a effective game manager which maybe i think is is what alan bowman is and i don't mean that as a knock like he he can't make plays and all he, he, i'm not i don't say that as like a, a a diss toward his play because a game manager is super important and when you've got a game manager and you've got a run game going you become balanced and that's what osu needs to be and I, i'm most teams need to be balanced on offense, right? The top-end talent is, is. I'll say it like this. Most teams don't have enough top-end talent to where this all works out. You know, it's, this is not a Georgia or an Alabama. This is Oklahoma State. And when you have that balanced attack, it all works out. Um And so all three of those things came true, and and for the most part, OSU controlled this game. I would say they controlled it through three quarters. Uh, K-State made a late late push. It got interesting at the end, Um, but that defense came through. They they stopped K-State twice when uh, the Wildcats had the ball with an opportunity to drive, score a touchdown, a two-point conversion, and tie the game. And each time, OSU's defense answered the call which i mean was necessary they they let's see they they out earned kansas state in total yards pass yards k-state had a better rushing effort if you just go off numbers um and another another thing that i think was a bigger deal through three quarters um but still pretty important, was was third downs. Kansas State completed or successfully converted 54% of their third down attempts through the first four games. Tonight, OSU holds them 6 of 16. So I think that was a super... And then even, even more important, K-State only converted one of their four fourth down attempts. So you wrap this all up, right? And me and Jawan will get into this more on on Tuesday. I won't go too deep down this rabbit hole. But all of a sudden, OSU is 3-2. This is a... I'll go out on a limb. I'll say this has been a signature win. Or will probably be one of the signature wins of the season. If you guys disagree with me on that, um, shoot me an email. Shoot me a, a Twitter DM. Shoot me a tweet. Whatever you got to do. I want to hear your your opinion on it, right I think in the moment instant reaction this will be a signature win two months from now because I think k State's obviously a good team they're the they're the reigning big 12 uh champions they were in the mix they they were favored um or you know a, a top three team I think in the preseason so they had the backing to to they had the talent to to go back to back and osu pulls it off they beat them so i think this i think it for sure kind of puts the train back on the tracks right i, I think it osu got derailed this the, against south alabama and iowa state but they pull this one off and i think this is a big one um for what it means down the road for osu but as always, it's kind of become the theme on these Saturday night, late night podcasts. I want to hear what you guys think. What does this mean going forward for OSU? I think the bull streak is, I'd put that in the, if this were a, um, I don't know, I can't think of a good analogy. I'm going to put that, the, I think the bowl streak is back on the safe side. I don't think that it's in jeopardy too much anymore. Now, it's possible they could they could lose some, some games they're not supposed to, and then you do start questioning it again, but uh, I think this was OSU at its best, and we haven't seen that just yet this year. And so now that we see it, and see, hey, maybe it's, maybe... They, they they have some talent. Maybe they can pull off some bigger wins that, you know, they can win the games maybe they're not supposed to. Um, What do you guys think of all this? Where, what is your concern level at now? Because I know it's, me and Joanna talk about it pretty much every week. Where do you put the OSU concern meter at? Uh, I think most recently we've had it at a 9.5 out of 10. But I think I drop, I'm i going to go officially on record. I'm going to drop it down to like a six. Because I think this is pretty important. Not just for postseason implications. You know, making a bowl game. But I think, I don't know if the bowl streak was ever in jeopardy. Because they still do get to play all four of those, those new Big 12 members. And, and none of them, I don't think, are sticking out as super elite just yet. Um, I mean, a lot of people expected that. But, you know, coming out of the bye, if they had lost this, they maybe they lose to Kansas, maybe they lose to West Virginia. Um, you know, that'd be a five-game losing streak. And, you know, what is morale like to be able to even turn it around before you start playing these these new Big 12 members? So I think getting this win out of the bye week is super important. Um, not just that it's against Kansas State. You know, I think it could have been against any of these kind of middle of the pack big 12 teams, but I think this one was important in in a lot of different ways um and it being against a, a pretty high caliber opponent uh, only helps more. So shoot me an email. I always like to hear from you guys. Wh- whatever you bring up, we'll discuss on Tuesday. As well as go a little more in-depth with this and what exactly it means. Um, All our game day coverage, of course, is on TulsaWorld.com, OSUSportsExtra.com. We're going to have all kinds of stories Saturday night or Friday night. Read those Saturday morning. And then on Saturday, we're going to have even more content. And Sunday. So just keep up with it. Uh, As always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can find us where all your lovely podcasts, podcasts can be found. Um, and yeah, next time you hear me, we will be, me and Juwan will be back together. So thank you all for listening. Have a great night.